Hello, you beautiful people inside out, and welcome back to Bottomless Brunch, the podcast. I'm happy to be here with you again as we continue to find ways to come together and share some time, stories, and connection. It's one of my favorite times of the year as we celebrate Women's History Month. In my conversation today with two bold and trailblazing women who (laughs) I actually celebrate all year long. It's brought to you by the Trailblazers at Zacapa Rum. One of the things that's brought me joy across the seasons of doing Bottomless Brunch is how it's given me so many opportunities to spend time with awe-inspiring women who are my heroes and friends. My guests for this brunch are quintessential examples of what Women's History Month is all about. Understanding the struggles and cherishing the successes of the past and constantly looking towards a brighter future. Today, I'm joined by April Rain, a former finance lawyer who is now a powerful advocate for diversity and representation. She started a massive cultural movement by creating the hashtag OscarSoWhite to push the industry and the world forward to places it very much needs to go. And you know that my home in my heart is always Broadway. Aldra McDonald is the most decorated Broadway star in history, a six-time Tony Award winner and a powerhouse voice, both singing on stage and speaking for change. I am forever in awe. Please enjoy my brunch with April Rain and Aldra McDonald. All right, let's meet my brunch guests. She is an advocate for diversity and inclusion who started a huge cultural conversation by creating the viral Oscar So White hashtag movement. And sadly, it still remains relevant today as more progress is needed. This is the influential and stunning My Girl in Blue, April Rain. Give her some love, everybody. (sighs) That's my studio audience. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) So glad you're here. Hi, Coleman. I'm so fascinated to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Now, I want to also bring to brunch a record-breaking six-time Tony Award winner, the most decorated Broadway star of all time, a singer whose voice is spellbinding, whose versatility is unsurpassed, the incredibly gifted powerhouse goddess. I'm talking about Miss Audra McDonald. Welcome, Audra. Welcome. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you, Coleman, and thank you so much for for bringing April on. I'm a huge fan of hers, and so so the fact that we get to have brunch in this way makes me very happy. This is joyous. I feel like I'm smiling so hard. My my, my cheeks are going to be like raw by the end of this. (laughs) Okay, listen, uh, I'm going to start with just a couple light questions. One, Audra, in particular, I need to start with a very important question. I saw a photo of you and a goat in Portugal recently. You're apparently having a love affair with Portugal. What is happening? Um, I have friends, very good friends who live there. And um, that particular goat uh, was named, is uh, named, uh, Sky and she's a bit. Mm. She's a bit. Uh, she's she, she she got issues. Sky got issues. She gets a big <laughs> Sky and I have had words, but most of the time we get along. But she's you know she's she's a brown girl. I'm a brown girl. We we get it. We understand. Um, anyway, so no, I my friends own a farm in Portugal, and my husband and I fell in love with the area. Fell in love with Portugal, and there was a farm next door that was available. And we bought it. 
So old McDonald has a farm in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> in April, I want to know what is your happy place. Wait, let me guess. Wait, let me guess first. It has sand, beaches, and stunning views. And I'm not just saying that because I follow you on Instagram, but I do know <laughs> that, that, that that's where we're leading. Where's your happy place? That, that's exactly it. I haven't found my perfect beach yet, but I have several years to figure that out. But you're right. Any place where I can stick my toes into the surf. I'm not a pool gal. I'm an ocean gal. So I love getting ah. on a plane and, and that's it. So far, is it uh, Pacific or Atlantic where you found your, your favorite beach? Oh. Pacific so far, just because I'm living here in Los Angeles now. But I, you know, I gotcha. like the Caribbean we gotcha. ocean. We gotcha. We gotcha. And I will never leave. I, I never, <laughs> I'm never leaving. But I also like Caribbean beaches too. So I, I am good to jump on a plane at any time. All right, so you're dating a lot of beaches right now. That's great. So Audra's dating uh, a goat in uh, Portugal, and you're dating you know, beaches. <laughs> Wonderful. We'll chat more about all that later, but first, it's time to make a delicious cocktail. You guys ready? <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. Okay, good, good, good. All right, I'm going to move over to the bar. See you in a second. Okay. <laughs> so, these bold and beautiful guests called for a bold cocktail. Zacapa Number no. 23 rum is aged in the highlands of Guatemala and overseen by one of the few female master blenders in the world. Lorena Vasquez, she herself created the recipe for this Zacapa espresso. So, cheers to her. Another thing I loved is that each bottle of Zacapa Number no. 23 rum has a hand-woven band created by female artisans in Guatemala. A nice pairing as we celebrate the lives and work of women worldwide. You can find the recipe for Zacapa Espresso at amc.com slash brunch. And as always, be sure to drink responsibly. In a bit, I'll be joined by my best friend Stacy to catch up with her and break down the brunch. You know, the only way that we know how to do. Now, back to my conversation with April Rain and Audrey McDonald. Mm, okay. Thoughts? You like it? I like That's it. That's delicious. Isn't it good? Like it. That's good, right? It's so good. Mmm, <laughs> mmm, I'm so glad. Have it. mmm. Mm. You can sit this down. Okay, all right. Did you guys know that any time you go out for brunch, you're actually honoring a feminist tradition? Now, if you look back in history, brunch sort of became a public expression of women's lib. Isn't that cool? Now, I'm, not talk I'm talking brunch, not, you know, ladies who lunch. That's a whole different thing. So, with that in <laughs> mind, Audra, show me. Yes. The Audra McDonald plate. Her brunch plate. <laughs> What did you make, Audra? Um, it doesn't look exciting, but let me explain. Okay. Let me okay. explain. Yes. All right. Yes. Come on. This is this is my this is my go-to meal, and it doesn't sound like it's like packed with calories, but it really, really is. And I have this every morning. This is you can do it a couple different ways. This is a piece of whole wheat sourdough bread with mm -hmm. cashew cheese, because I don't do dairy, so it's cashew cheese that has herbs in it, then avocado, and then Portuguese olive oil from the olives on my farm. So it's my, that I, you know, I literally picked these olives myself. So we press that olive oil so that it's then that. And then I put arugula on top, and then I do black pepper, and then I do the olive oil again. And then I put a little bit of hot sauce. This is such a oh, and it that is, sounds it incredible. is a party Amazing. in my mouth, and it is there's, there's so many different. It, it's got it's got everything you All need. The, the other time, 
all the nutrients. And every once in a while, I'll do it with like cranberry walnut bread instead of just whole wheat sourdough bread. So it literally is, it's all the food groups. So this is, I know it doesn't look like much, but honey. <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> but honey, let me tell you, it is, it is let good. Me tell you. That looks incredible. Yes. Okay, now what is, and yeah. I just have to ask you, what, is, what does cashew cheese taste like? Is it, is it good? Is, will it taste like yeah. cheddar? Will it taste like, like cardboard? No. no, it doesn't. It tastes, no, no, April, I swear. And you know where I discovered this? Cardboard. Coleman, I discovered it in Pittsburgh at one of the hotels really? when, we were, when we were filming. We were there. Yeah. And I, f I found it. And um, I had ordered some avocado toast, and they said we have it with regular cheese or cashew cheese. And I was like, well, cashew cheese. And I expected it to taste like sawdust. But it's really good. It's very creamy. It's like a spread almost. It's very creamy, and then it's got a lot of like rosemary and um, oh, and I forgot on the bottom of this before I started any of the other layers. This I am not nearly as domestic as I am making myself out to be. I am no Martha Stewart. However, we churned the butter ourselves. <laughs> what? My Wait, what? Someone, <laughs> my. I know, it's crazy. Someone gave us a, a butter churner. You're becoming for, more domesticated in that I don't way. know what's happening to me. But someone <laughs> gave us a butter churner for Christmas. And so we made rosemary butter last night. So, um, oh, so wait, I'm, last night you made rosemary butter. Okay. That's yeah, fantastic. we churned some butter and then we added rosemary. So there's rosemary butter on the bottom before the cashew cheese, before the avocado before wow. the Coleman, we yeah. have to get this woman back on the stage. Things are happening. <laughs> I'm concerned. This is what happens. So it's, a, it's an intervention now. This <laughs> is what happens. It's theater. an intervention, Audra. We got to get you back on stage, like, as soon as possible. We're like, well, who's she yes. becoming? She's, you know, going to have one of those Swiss Miss costumes on and just... I don't <laughs> know what's butter. happening. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it, though. All right, Miss April Rain, what did you bring us for brunch today? All right, as opposed to Audra, we are doing a tale of two cities. She's got the really healthy version. Coleman, I know you like things meaty, cheesy, and greasy. So okay. I have a homemade frittata Ooh. with chorizo, four kinds of cheese, and some vegetables for color. So this is what yes. I have made for the show today. I'm very excited. Yes. I've never made yep. this one before, but I'm excited. Four cheeses. Yum. What cheeses did you choose? What cheeses? Cheddar. Munster, Swiss, and Parmesan. Oh, all right, April. Okay, you just threw it down. You just threw it down. Yes, you did. Mini cheesy ingredients. It's like, brunch. You're supposed to fall it's asleep brunch. immediately after brunch. So <laughs> this is going to do it for me. You guys, I think I'm going to disappoint you guys. I think I went the opposite way than maybe what expectations were held high for me when it came to the meaty, cheesy, and greasy brunch. I went with something to represent all the powerful women out there like you. I went for a nutrient-rich dish to fuel mm. you right through the glass ceiling. A vegan power bowl, okay? All right, look, look what I did, oh. look at this. Actually, I'm, I have to actually tell the truth today. Um, someone who works with me actually did this today, but I, I, <laughs> I talked about what I wanted, but she made it happen, okay? I've got some mouth-watering pickled veggies. I got my healthy Ooh. grains in here, roasted sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, fresh kale, mm. fresh broccoli, avocados bursting with all those nutrients and a drizzling of wait for it a turmeric tahini dressing are you mad it's fast okay it's a little bit it's delicious like you but it smells good okay let's have a little brunch dig in yeah yes. and tell me how, how it tastes how it turned out y'all how did it turn out mm. 
Pickled veggies mm. are good. They're good for the stomach. Mm-hmm. 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 How's, how is it? Is it as good as, as uh, the way you, you're used to making it? Yes, because mm-hmm. I don't usually do it with the rosemary butter. The rosemary butter is just like... It leveled it up. Leveled it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. See, we're leveling but it up. I'm, That's every, 2022. Yeah, but I really also, I'm like... I'm sad that I don't live near April because I'm so curious about that frittata right now. <laughs> it is so good. I mean, it, it is completely decadent, but we're in, in, still in the middle of this pan pizza. And so I am throwing all caution to the wind. So mm-hmm. when I want I something uh, that's rich and delicious it, and, and it's fantastic and took no time to make. So mm-hmm. I, it's, it's kind of great. Mm. Well, knowing that you just moved to LA, April, I'll be right over and Audra just <laughs> you know, keep that, that cashew butter going and churning because when I come to yeah. you know, the East Coast, I'll be right over there at your table, okay? <laughs> come to Portugal. Come to Portugal. You can pick your own. It's all good. I'm, now, I'm there's an invitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Okay? We're gonna move on. You can continue to eat and drink while we just keep it going, okay? Okay, April, I'm going to start with a question for you, okay? First of all, where the heck did you come from? Okay, you exploded onto the scene with so much power and knowledge and grace. Okay, I want to know what is your end game with all of this? Well, I came from the audience. I, I think that's the easiest, mm. you know, I was an entertainment consumer. I love TV, I love movies, I love stage, um, but I didn't see myself and I didn't see people who look like my kids. And so I sounded the same rallying cry that so many people, Harry Belafonte and Sir Sidney Poitier and so many others have sounded before me. I think the difference here is right place, right time and social media. So the end game mm. is to really talk myself out of a job <laughs> for us to uh-huh. stop having to have these conversations about equity and inclusion and representation because things are normalized because people Amen. those the gatekeepers and those people who um, you know green light films and TV shows start asking why not we have done mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again for decades why not try something new try someone new in this particular role or position well thank you I mean because honestly when you dropped that hashtag, it was a seismic, a seismic shift start to happen. You know, it really was. Very responsible, right? Am I right? Go, go for it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember when that happened, April. I remember that's obviously when I first, heard, <clears throat> when I first heard of you. And um, again, it was just like something so obvious and something that all of us performers of color have always known. But it was just the bravery it took for you to just step out and just call it, to just say, you know, like the kids saying, the emperor has no clothes. You just went, look, Oscar's so white. And you just said it. And we had all been thinking it and all known it, but you just actually stood up on your platform and shouted it to the sky. And um, it, it reverberated. And I was so grateful for you. And then when I, you know, you know got to start following you on social media, and seeing like, you know, you, you saying as, a, as an inter, you know, entertainment consumer, you know, coming from the audience. But for me to see like such a powerful woman step out in that way and then to sort of get to know you on social media to, and mm. to see what you and I had in common aside from being just, you know, you know black women, we're, we're moms. Your, your inability to pack... <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, less than, you know, more than two hours before your flight, I was like, this woman is me. I was just like, oh my gosh, to it's the point now. It's I know, but when you're getting ready, when you literally, when April's getting ready to travel somewhere, I'm always like, what, how many hours is she going to get it done in? <laughs> Are you wait, why is, wait, why, why is that? Okay, April, why is that? Why does it take you so long? Can you just not figure things out? No, no, out? it doesn't take me long. I, no, I just, I have to see it in my head. And so for me, you know, if I, five hours before a flight, I haven't started to pack yet. And then I, I just get I'm, a vision. I'm, I'm already and stressed out. I'm already stressed out. <laughs> I'm like the I get that a lot. I'm totally stressed out right I, now. Yeah, no, no. For what? Why? The, the way I think about it is very rarely am I traveling to a place where I can't get whatever it is that I may have forgotten. You know what I'm saying? You forget okay. your underwear, there's a place where you can buy it. You forget your lotion or your toothpaste, you're going to be able to buy it there. So mm. for me, I've got, you know, as we all do, so many things happening during the day. So packing is very last minute for me. But 99% of the time, I've got everything I need. You're amazing. I'm, I'm still stressed me, out. It's though. amazing. I'm totally stressed out. Okay, okay. Audra, Audra, from the outside, you also, you have a lot going on. You have, um, what is it? You have, a, you, have, you have a lot of children, right? You have, <laughs> right, you have, a, you have like at least 150 properties around, spread around the world. Uh, you've hosted the Tony Awards. You star on like three or four television shows. With everything that you do, is there ever such a thing as a routine day for you? We all want to know. No, in fact, I mean, no, there just hasn't been. Um, we were, you know, my husband and I like to say, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in, in terms of having the baby. Because we, our other, our other, you know, we're a blended family and his two sons and my daughter, um, our, our oldest are 20. Um, they're in their junior year of college and then um, his younger son is 17. And so we were getting to the point where, you know, they were able to get themselves dressed in the morning for school and, you know, either driving or walking themselves to the bus or whatever. We were getting close to where I was going to be able, we were going to be able to have like normal days before our shows and stuff. And then, and then some little the soul said, nope, you're going to have mm. another baby <laughs> at 46 yeah. and good luck. Mm. And so Wait, Sally so how many children along. do you have so, total? So how many children do you have Four. Total? There's four. Four, four total. Four. Two for, for me, For people who don't have kids, I always think it's like 50, yeah. 11 children when you only have like two or three. I'm like, it, it's, a, it's a gang of children because I don't understand. You yeah, know, it's a lot. It. Yeah, it, it, yeah <laughs> right. it is. So there's just the, the days were never normal to begin with. And, and now it's mm. like sort of going back in time and reminding ourselves how to, you know, do with little ones again and, you know, getting them dressed and, you know everything so it's it's um that along with just you know the craziness of the business there's never really been a routine day and then the pandemic happened and all of a sudden it was like i don't know how to just be home you know we mm. we my husband and i and the the kids because we had to go and get our other ones and bring them home from college you know right. and then all of a sudden we were all here together again and it took a minute of adjusting to say all right now we're all just going to be in each other's face 24 7 and like for our little one, she was thrilled, and and um, the dog is very confused. He's like, "Why y'all here, day in and day out?" Oh, and yet nobody the, is taking me for a walk. All these people the in the house, and nobody's like, taking me for a walk. Things to do. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. So it's been so that so that routine became a different thing because there was the once we started to get into the routine, it was lovely and beautiful. It was like, oh wow, all this time with each other is kind of a blessing. Mm. But then. We were all hunkering a down, down, you know, away from the unknown and this fear of what was happening, especially in New York. 
So it's been a, you know, routine, mm. you know, the routine of the pandemic routine has been quite different from what life was before, you know, for everybody. I, I, I want to know as well, Audra, then you have a house filled with loved ones and a dog and all these things going on. I'm sure you're, I know that you, just knowing you, that you're still performing and you're on committees, you name it. Where's that moment for yourself in the day? Do you, what, what, what is that, that moment of peace that's just for you? Uh, you know, honestly, full, full disclosure, now that my husband is back in a theater schedule and doing theater um, on a nightly basis, my moment of peace is after my daughter has fallen asleep, my five-year-old has fallen asleep because we lay down with her until she goes to sleep. And from the moment that she falls asleep in, and I'm in the bed with her before I decide to get up and then get things done for the rest of the night, that's my moment of peace. Laying mm. in the bed next to her as she's finally asleep, the dog is snoring, and I just kind of mm. lay there and take that in. And um, mm. that's, that's my moment of peace. And it's a lovely one, I have to say, it really is. And I'm always mm. at that moment overcome with just how much you know, I love my family, just how much I love mm. you know, my little girl, and also wondering, you know, then as a mother, I'm like, then you go through the list and go, oh, I, I, sh I could have handled this better today. Oh, was I not giving her enough attention here? You know, you do the whole mom guilt trip thing. Of course. Um, and then you settle in on just sort of like meditating over them and praying over them and just wanting everything for them. And yeah, I don't know. Mm. That's when I sort of have all those, those moments in a very still place. And then I hop so up glad. usually about 15 minutes later. <laughs> okay, so you're 15, okay. I, I love the moments, I don't know, it's become a practice of mine. I love the moments when I, let's say I have to get up early. I'll get up when it's really quiet and it's a little, you know, the sun is barely peeking out. And I usually just go for a walk and just like walk in the, in the backyard. Just walk around for a moment with my cup of coffee. It's like such a great ritual. And I also don't mind like, yeah. there are times when uh, my husband will go to bed before me. And I'm like, no, I'll shut everything down. Cause I actually like that time of shutting down the house. It's a weird thing. I love yeah. turning off every light caring for everything. It's like that moment. It's only maybe 10 minutes shutting things down, listening to the silence, listening to the house. And it's, it's those moments of grace, I think, and gratitude, I think, that we need to keep sustaining us. So I'm just glad that, to know that you take that moment, too, because, you know, a lot of people don't take the moment. They just keep going. Yeah. And then they're just, yeah. and then things. But what about you, April? Do you have a moment in, in your day where you take it in just for yourself? I think my moment is in the morning. So still in bed, you know, as I awaken and I've got my little journal right next to my bed. And so I just take that moment. I try to remember what dreams I may have had and write those down and then just go through things. I, you know, I know they say you're not supposed to have electronics in the bedroom. I do. You know, my kids are, are older. They're 18 and 22. So my phone is always right there <laughs> just yeah. in case, you know, someone needs me in the middle of the night. So, you know, I'll go through my calendar and just decide but I also take the moment to prioritize me and decide if the things that are on my calendar for the day are the things that I truly want to do uh, mm. and if not uh, I, I pivot you know and and so you know I may have to reach out and say hey can we just schedule this for later in the day or what have you but I want to make sure that I am approaching each and every day with joy and that the things that I plan to do during that day um, are going yeah. to bring me joy. You know, I like to say, you know, what I do today is important because I am exchanging a day of my life for it. Ooh, and so I want to yes. make sure I keep that throughout the whole day. 
Well, I guess that's all we need to hear from, uh, from our guest from Bottomless Branch of Colmas. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrap. Okay, no, no, it's you not. Know, There's so much more. <laughs> yes, go for it, Audra. Just what's, what's so great about that, April, mm. is I think uh, for women especially, and um, I know women of color, some, sometimes, you know, we, we're not always, for, for generations before, we weren't, what was being preached to us was not necessarily self-care. It was never self-care. <laughs> And so now the fact that it's like, yes, mental health is just as important and self-care and, and giving grace to oneself um, is, is not only you know, good for you, but it's necessary. necessary. Not only for yourselves, but what I'm learning as a mother, it's because my older one is telling me this, my 20 year old has been saying this to me, because she, they are watching us and they are either, they're modeling themselves you know, based on what we're doing. So if I'm modeling behavior that is destructive to myself, what is she gonna learn? What are my kids gonna mm. learn? So trying to learn to, to, to take in and do self-care so that my children learn that and they see me doing it is, is important. And that's something I've just kind of started to really, yeah. really figure out and embrace in the past couple of years. We, we have to be intentional about it. As yeah. you say, our yes. children are watching. And so if they see that yes. we are stressed out, it's like, what are we, what are we rushing toward? <laughs> what, what, what is the end game if We're we are exhausted at the end? Exactly. Yes, yes, mm. exactly. Mindfulness, but also that's, and that's something that I've been talking about a lot, even more so in the last few years, that I've been much more mindful and intentional because we know, because. Yeah. Truly, we've all been in life or death situations now in this pandemic. And so everything is a bit more mindful. Who do you really want to spend time with? How do you want to spend right. your day? It's like every, every moment matters. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's, there's those, those gifts, those glimmers that we've been receiving uh, at this time. And I'm, I'm, I know yeah. that I'm with two sisters who believe that and are able to impart that to make sure that we all grow and expand and get better. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Audra, uh, here's a, uh, something I wanted to ask you. Because this thought that we all change, although, of course, in this town, sometimes it's tough to see the change through all the Botox. So my question <laughs> is, internally, <laughs> how do you think you've changed in the last decade? Um, I, that's such an interesting question. Um, I think in the last decade, I don't want to say that I've gotten angrier, and that, mm. but, I mean, and it's not a bad thing. Um, I'm speaking up for myself more. I'm, um, I am less, less fearful of what other people are going to think now. I am, um, I am I'm much more confident in who I am now whereas mm -hmm. before you know maybe you feel with like people suffer from imposter syndrome or just you know wanting to do everything to please everybody else but i'm finding that i'm and the reason i said anger is because i'm finding that when something feels wrong or if, if there's been some sort of injustice whether it's toward me or toward anybody whatever i'm vocal now it, it comes out i don't i don't hide i don't wait for permission i so um uh and maybe that's becoming more of an advocate or just becoming um, more confident in, in who I am and less concerned. And maybe it comes from fatigue too. Maybe it's like, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have the right, mental right. You know, bandwidth or energy, um, an emotional bandwidth and energy um, it's no, it's no longer to be worried useful, about all these, right? 
It's not useful. That's right. That's right. So I think that's that's how I've changed the most. I want to add a um, something that because you you said something that I think that we all deal with at some point in our lives, and you brought it up. So I wanted to uh, follow up about that when it comes to imposter syndrome, because I feel like that's something that we all have. But I think that possibly yeah. someone who's been lauded as much as you have, have you? I want to know and for, let people know out there. Have you ever felt? The imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm not worthy, or I don't deserve this, or is this mine? All. I felt it all the time. I was even having this conversation with my husband last night. Um, uh, we, were, cause we, were, we were talking about, you know, I know black, pe black people in general, I'm sure, have to deal with imposter syndrome, especially when they feel like they're wa working in or in white space, right? right? Where you're having to, maybe you're having to code switch or you have to you know, be careful of how you're perceived when you say a certain thing so you don't sound too angry and you're this, that, and yet, you know, so, and you're, you know, I heard someone talk, a psychiatrist talking about the fact that for, uh, for black people, you know, you're walking in with the, you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. You're working right. with the, you know, you've got all the ancestors behind you and you've got the people who are gonna come in after you. So it's all riding on what you do in this space now. And so with that, how could you not have a bit of imposter syndrome that happens with all of that? And no room for error. Um, and certainly because I was lauded so early and so quickly, um, and because I was a, you know, a, a, a woman of color in this space, um, I absolutely was feeling, well, I don't deserve all this. And, well, it, it's obviously a big mistake, or maybe they're just feeling sorry for me, or all of that. I, I felt mm. all of that. And I'm starting to, I mean, I'm not in a place where I'm like, oh, well, I deserved it all, and where's more? <laughs> I'm not that. <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, I know that I've worked very hard. I know that I, yes. have, I have done my level best every single time. So I'm not going to um, degrade myself or invalidate myself, I think, in the way that I used to. You know, which can one of the things that, that I say all all the time is that we, especially as Black women, we need to know our worth, uh, and then add tax. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we but we also need to ensure that we do not dim our own lights. You know, there are so That's many people important. putting branches and trees on top of our light, and we so we need to mm. not help them, <laughs> and, right. and make sure that right. we shine as brightly as possible. And and it's hard because society will tell us otherwise all the time. All the well, time. That's I think so I think with inspirations like the two of you, I think that you're creating a ripple effect with other not only women but men as well, and and that you're aspiring over and over to just continue to stand in their light and in their truth. So thank you. Um, Thank you. And with that, April, you have, I, listen, I'm just looking at your face. You have such a wonderfully expressive face. Now I want to know, <laughs> when award nominations come out, how far do your eyes roll into the back of your head? Okay. Seriously. I get a headache. What, I, I, I get, get, a headache. get a headache. They go all you the way. Stress headache? Okay. <laughs> what is your inner monologue like when you see these nominations? Oh, it's typically here we go again, you know, and, and mm. when it, what is this going to look like? Because we know that the talent is out there. We know that there are amazing pro projects that, you know, get the green light, but then they don't get the support. So part of that is the studio's fault. It's like, okay, you've made this great movie, but you're not marketing it well or to the right people, or you're assuming that based on who the lead is, that that's the only type of demographic that wants to see that film. So when the nominations come, too often I am disappointed but not surprised, unfortunately. And then you get those glimmers of hope 
you know, when you see a film like Moonlight win Best Picture, mm. which absolutely was well-deserved, when Regina King finally wins her Oscar, Ooh. you know, that there are those moments. Um, but unfortunately, way too often, it's two steps forward and one in seven eighth steps back, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. and, and so that's part of it. We just have to keep moving, keep pushing. I mean, what gives me um, such inspiration is that so many actors and actresses are creating their own production companies, you know, no longer waiting for a seat at the table, but they're saying we are going to create this space so that we can make the art that we want to see on screen, whether it be big yeah. or small. And I think that's what's going to be the real change. You know, the, the bigger studios are going to be slower to com come around. Um, but when we have smaller, beautiful films like Zola, like others, you yeah. know, that's what's really going to make the change because they are not only critically acclaimed, but they do well at the box office too. And, you know, we know every single industry, the bottom line is what truly matters for, for a lot of folks who are writing those checks. And, and what do we say to our, I'll follow up, but what do we say to our allies, our lovely friends of another hue? What do we say to them? Mm -hmm. One, and I'll, I'll lead by saying this. I know that I've been active about making sure that they see our films as well and see our performances because I remember this conversation I had a long time ago with a, a, a colleague who said, oh, we all went out, it was a group of us, black, brown, you name it, and I looked at, um, we went to see Hustle and Flow. We happened to be in Alaska, mm -hmm. and it was the only movie that everyone decided to go see. We saw Hustle and Flow. We came out of it, and he said to me, oh, you know, there's something, I would have never seen that film. And we're like, what? Why? We were so confused. He said, well, I just don't think it's marketed towards me. He didn't feel like it was his story. And then my friend Margot said, well, I go see Cold Mountain, black woman from Detroit. <laughs> she was like, I go see Cold Mountain, so I don't understand. So it's just believing that another story is our story is important. And I think that's part of what we have to do in our um, industry, is to let people you know that's yeah. your story too. Like a story like Zola, yeah, that's your story too. You, it may not, marketing, or we, we have to fix marketing in some way and tell people it's their story. I don't even know where to begin. But it's about getting people to say that that's your story as well, and they can see it. And they can see it in performances, they can see it in story, and the way it's um, out there in the world. I think that's gonna make a difference. What do you think? But both, that's for both yeah. of you. Audra, yes. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's truly about story. You know, as a good yeah. story told well is something that everyone can relate to. You know, if you can relate to Toy Story, <laughs> which is a whole bunch of toys sitting in the toy box, then you can mm -hmm. relate to you, you know um, the tragedy of Macbeth. But that also means that you can also relate to Get Out. Uh, you know, because it is mm. great storytelling. And so I think yeah. people just need to widen their worldview a little bit and, and push themselves, right? Because that's what that's where the growth takes place. Once you actually say, you know, Come the on. people on the Tell screen the people may the not look like me. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the people on the screen may not look like me, but I can relate to that story. So why don't I try something new, try something different, and then talk about it. You know, I don't even use the term ally anymore. That seems like overdone. I say advocate. So what are you doing? How are you using your privilege? Because we all have it, right? However you identify, yep. you have some type of privilege, whether it's race or class or gender or sexual orientation, whatever it is. So how are you using your privilege to stand in the gap for someone who doesn't have that particular type of privilege and amplifying them and talking up people when they are not in the room? That's what advocates can do. And we all need to be doing more of that.
Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. And uh, I'd like to, um, before I, I, I have a few rapid fire questions for you guys, but before I do that, I would like to give you this moment and with Women's History Month to speak directly at us and honor a woman who you think needs some, um, her flowers. She could be a woman of the past, she could be a woman of the present, she could be someone that you love, someone that you wish to love. Please, Audra, would you mind? Does it have to be someone that's famous? No, it doesn't at all. It can be someone that, who works at your, the clerk at your grocery store. It can be whoever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the first person that's it's coming to mind for me is um, all, all the, this is, this is, this is more blanket, but all the, 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 the black women out there that are in like health care or child care or service, somehow within the service industry in whatever way, whether it's serving people or whatever, the black women out there that, who greet people and say, hey baby, who try and just, just pour a little love into someone's day or to, to meet them where they are, to see them, the way they see people, the way, I mean, you hear white people say, that, that black woman said, hey baby, to me, and my entire soul like melted. Mm. And, and because th that, 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 that demographic of, of women and black women in general um, have been at the bottom for so long. And the fact that they still rise to try and give grace and love and pour love and, and um, and um, validation and uh, into the world. Um, and you know, and you, you, they, a lot of times, I, I don't think those women do get their flowers. And so for me, that's, those are the, that's who I wanna send out my flowers to for, you know, these women, I just, if that makes sense at all. I'm just thinking about makes those, does that sense. make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's for, like you're saying, it's like for almost the, the women who are deemed invisible most of the time, but they're holding. Yes universes yes they're holding mm. up universes and touching souls mm. in mm. tiny but m important ways mm. thank you audra how about you april i'm gonna go with shirley chisholm um mm. because we just don't talk about her enough you know we we're not supposed to talk about politics and religion but you know she absolutely deserves her flowers for the way that yes, she, she paved the way for so many um, of the politicians who came behind her. You know, there always has to be a first. There always has to be one. Um, and, you know, and she famously said, you know, if they don't provide you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. And I live by that, <laughs> you know, because it, it says so many things. You know, it's a little bit about imposter syndrome. It's a little bit about making your own way. Um, it's a little bit about not um, waiting for somebody to give you permission, you know, ask for forgiveness, but not permission. Uh, so mm. the the way that she um, ran her campaign, you know, unbothered, unbought, unbossed, uh, I think is incredibly inspiring. And we all still, you know, I, I believe so much in local elections. You know, we talk about national, mm. but, you know, we need to talk about what our school board looks like. You know, can you mm. elect your sheriff? Um, those kind of things. And so mm -hmm. thinking about her and the way that she ran her political campaign is incredibly inspiring to me. And I, I think that Shirley Chisholm definitely does not get enough flowers. Well, we're going to give her her flowers. Uh, and a woman who's been on our brunch show and who's played my wife, 
Miss Regina King is going to give you the glorious Shirley Chisholm very soon in a film. So uh, I know that she's working on that literally right now. So um, that, that'll be the gift that keeps Amazing. on giving and dreams will be realized and her name will be amplified as well as all the women who don't, whose names you may not know, who touch you every single day. Well, I'm going to end this brunch with some rapid fire questions. Are you all ready? This is just a little bit of fun. I want to see how your brains work, okay? All right, and I'm gonna need answers ready. from I'm gonna need answers from both of you for each question, okay? And this is gonna be rapid fire, all right? Okay. okay. You ready? Ready? Hold on. All right, here we go. Okay, Audra, name your favorite Coleman Domingo movie or TV show or stage performance. Oh, passing strange. Great, April. Um, it, you and Zendaya sitting at the table for the Euphoria Christmas episode. Unbelievable. Thank you. Wonderful. That, great answers. Great answers. Okay. Okay. Are there any stuffed animals currently on your bed? Audra. Yes. <laughs> I have a five-year-old. Of course there are. Oh, what, what is, is it? it? Oh, there's a, yeah. a, a, stuffed, a stuffed white fox and a stuffed St. Bernard and um, what else is on there? And a, there's a unicorn on my bed right now. And no room to lay in it. Perfect. Okay, great. April, any stuffed animals in your bed? None currently. Okay, cool. None currently. Could be possibly later. Okay, good. You never know. Okay, so, okay, uh, Audra, how do you spell the word misspell? Go. Oh, M-I-S-S-P-E-L-L-E-D. Dang it, I misspelled it. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, April, misspell. Misspell, past tense or present tense? Present. M-I-S-S-P-E-L-L, misspell. You both got it. Wonderful. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, good. <laughs> How many times have you lied today, Audra? Zero. Good. It's still early. Great. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> April. <laughs> I'm going to say three just in case with an over. <laughs> in case. Okay. You must have been on some Zoom calls. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, besides Mario Lopez, who's your celebrity crush? April. Ooh, besides Mario, uh-uh. Uh, it, it's got, uh, oh. Uh, Celebrity crush, go. Ooh, me meth Method Man, Method Man. Method Man, ooh, okay, all right. Okay, Audra, <laughs> besides your husband, because um, he's a celebrity. It, yeah, okay, is this, oh gosh. I, I, I want to say it, but I don't want to say it because I respect Lisa Bonet and I think she's amazing, but Jason Momoa. But you know, you can still give it up though. Yeah, you can still give it up. I'm going to give it up for him, Jason Momoa. Okay, there we go. So there you go. What, you, okay, okay, all right. Uh, Audra, if you had to change your name, what would you change it to? Mine would be Adele Dezim. Audra? <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, because I had such an, a, a crazy name, Audra, and no one had that name, I wanted my name to be Michelle. But I don't oh, anymore. Okay. But I did. I like, oh. <laughs> okay, great. April, what would you change your name to? I love, I love my name, but um, I have always liked the name Lauren. So that, Lauren, that would like be Lauren good. Hill. Good name. Good name. Lauren yes. Hill. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Great. Okay. Finish this sentence. April. The weight of my heart is? Food and travel. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> Perfect. Taurus. <laughs> Taurus love. Taurus in the house. Okay, good. That's good. Okay. Now, uh, Audra, same thing. The weight of my heart is? Make me laugh and be kind. Hmm. Beautiful. All right. Okay. Uh, Audra. Have you worn, ever worn socks with sandals? Currently, she's looking down. <laughs> Are you wearing them? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're slipper. I mean, they're, you know. 
<laughs> I told you I hadn't lied today, so. <laughs> you telling the truth. <laughs> the whole day, I love it. Okay, April, you, have you ever never worn not socks once. with sandals? Never, never. Please never don't even finish that sentence. Never not okay. once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally, this is our final rapid fire question. April, this, no, this is both of you. Do it. Uh, April, this is for you. Describe each other using only one word. April, describe Audra with one word. Regal. Hmm. Audra, I'd like for you to do the same. Fierce. Hmm. On that note, and all that love, and all that joy, and all that grace, Audra, April, thank you so much. What a wonderful joy it's been hanging out for brunch. Cheers to you. Thank you. Cheers Thank to you. you. This has been lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's wonderful. Yay! That was my joyous brunch celebrating Women's History Month and each other with April Rain and Audra McDonald. And now to wrap it all up, I'm joined by, oh God, not again, by my Wait best friend, Stacy. <laughs> Hello, Stacy! <laughs> <laughs> And I think that you need to get a clap or an applause machine. <laughs> now I she think needs you need applause. That. You, you, you need, need to, that. You need, to, you need to look at your you, contract. I don't know if that's in your contract. You need that for me. You need that for your <laughs> amazing guests when they're introduced because the whole. No one wants that. Nobody wants that. Cupping your mouth going, oh, yeah, you know, was kind of whack. But okay. Oh, Lord Jesus. Anyway, how are you today, sweetheart? I'm doing just fabulous. How are you? I'm 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 in a flurry. I tell you, like I have a, a you COVID are, I'm waiting you are on. You are a little all over the place today. It's a little bit of a mess. The tech was a mess. Well, tech wasn't a mess because they're great. But I'm just everything. They're just amazing. Like, Don't be t- throwing them down a rabbit hole. <laughs> everything just went crazy in the last. <laughs> like the moment it was like, oh, it's time for the podcast. I'm looking forward to this. And then suddenly everything went haywire. And I guarantee you, because I have three contractors working on things in the house, somebody's going to start hammering or knocking on something, and I'm going to probably just lose my mind and walk off the podcast. This was a terrible day to do this. I'm not in a understanding what's happening. <laughs> like, you are completely unprepared, and this is I am, I, am admit, I don't know. This is not my usual <sighs> but, I, but I'll get it together. I'll get it together for this podcast because it was – this podcast was a very special one. It's celebrating it Women's was. History Month with two wonderful, wonderful women, all right? We started with Audra and well, – no, no, no. Before I even just jump ahead, I want to know your overall thought. I can't even speak. Right. Just, okay, this is okay. <laughs> where's that clap thing? We gotta take two. <laughs> what are your overall thoughts two. of the brunch? Did you have did you did you enjoy the brunch? What did you enjoy? Give me some highlights. Of course I enjoyed the brunch. Um for sure. Audra McDonald, uh and April Rain, right? Yes. Awesome, amazing women, both of them. And it's so funny, every time I see Audra or hear her talk, it's just always so amazing to me the voice that comes out of that person <laughs> like when she's yeah. singing it's like <laughs> right. amazing right <laughs> yes absolutely it's kind of uh, like she's... Jim Neighbors I don't know if you like Jim Neighbors who was Gomer Pyle you know with that whole you know <laughs> southern accent and then he's like an opera singer and he opens his mouth and you're like what the hell? <laughs> so Audra McDonald is is our Gomer Pyle this is <laughs> <laughs> with the goat <laughs> Exactly, with the goat. Oh, and so just so you know, um, I'm going to call her later um, because we're going to Portugal when I drop Noah off to school. So Okay, now get gonna... this. She <laughs> said, when we were on the set of Rustin, 
she told me that she has um she said oh you know i just i love buying property she's my husband is just like trying to jump, get me to calm down a little bit she's like yeah but you know you get a good job you want to invest in it and then she found this gorgeous place in portugal so it, i know it, she said she, she bought a farm a farm isn't that like a dream it's amazing so we're gonna go see her when um i take noah to college because you know i'm gonna need a I'm going to need something. I don't know to hold me up, cheer me up, whatever it is. So we're going to go. So it's going to be goats in Portugal. Okay. Yes. In September or October, maybe for my birthday. (laughs) I'll I'll tell her we'll do that. Okay. Now I want you to know something. You you know, I love my movies, but big, because how could you not? But when it comes to the Oscar, so white conversation, that that was huge. Yes. Huge. What's the lens you view things through when you go to the movies? Do you do you view view things like that as well? Like, oh, is it you know all white folks and or the no? Narratives? I mean, to your point, and I think someone else that you were talking to, um, I don't know if it was Anika. I don't remember who. Someone else was saying to you, like, when we when I go to the movies, I go to the movies because I'm interested in the content or the storyline or whatever. Like, I'm not thinking about the fact that it's an all black cast or an all white cast, you know? Um, And it's funny that some people, many people, a lot of people, maybe even most do, you know, and that they would not go to a movie that. Now question, do do you think it's because, do you think it's the way we were conditioned? I think that we're, that I I always believe that black people were conditioned. We were conditioned or they were conditioned. Both, both. I I feel like we're conditioned to go see stories that are always outside of our experience and stories that are an experience. You know what I mean? I don't view it that way. I don't view it as a movie outside of my experience. I just view it as something that seems like it's going to, oh, that looks good. You know, that looks like it's going to be great. It's action packed or it's a mystery or whatever it is. Like, I don't, I don't ever pick a movie like to transport me to another world or experience. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't even read books for that reason. Like, um, I'm just, I'm going to the movie because it looks like it's a good flick. Right. I don't really care who's in it. But I do now, think. Go for it. What? No, what? go ahead. No, go for it. Keep no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, I I'm just want to saying. I, I just I don't choose my movies that way. You know what? I'm I'm just fascinated with the idea of the the tool of social media these days. How just a hashtag can start an entire movement. You know what I mean? Right. I think that that's yeah. something so powerful. Do you use social media in the, in this way as well? Um. Not really. I mean, of course, when there are social issues that are going on, you know, I I jump on board with it and and kind of make sure it pushes forward, you know, and that it it circulates and people definitely, um, you know, join in. But social media just in general is, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's amazing in situations like this, Oscar So White, which resonated and so many actors, especially actors of color who were like, yes, like, oh my God, finally somebody, somebody said, it. You said know, it. We, we, somebody said it. We, we didn't want to say it because we didn't want to be blacklisted or blackballed or whatever it is. Right. Right. But this person who is not an actor is like, I don't care what y'all do with me, but this is, you know, BS what I'm seeing and what I've seen over the years. And, you know, it's just consistently the same with amazing actors being overlooked and not even, not just overlooked, not even acknowledged in some cases, which is just, um, and, and then if they are nominated, you know, they don't get it. Nobody expects them to get it. And so 
um, it, it's great when somebody can use their platform who is not afraid of the backlash. Um, yeah. And then, and it resonate, resonates and it becomes viral, goes viral. Like that's pretty awesome <laughs> and amazing. And right. it's been holding on, you know, like that's, that wasn't well, short lived. This is still exactly. And that's what I love. I love her perspective. She says, I'm the audience and I just wanted to yeah. just like, you know, I'm a lover. She wasn't, in our industry, but now she's so deeply right. steeped in our industry because Absolutely. even her skill set uh, of being an attorney as well is very useful. And I think that that's yeah. an interesting thing how how you never know like how you've you know I always like to talk about you how you've you you're you're an attorney as well and you've mm-hmm. moved your you you've moved into something else that was very purposeful for you as well. So but but your skill set is all over it, and that's what I think is right. like just really just awesome. Um, yeah, I want to talk about some food. Because I know that you and I have had many arguments about food. (laughs) I will say arguments, not discussions. I will say arguments, you know. And um, I I remember we had a conversation about- It always circles back to food. It always circles back to that one Mother's Day brunch. That one Mother's Day brunch that was like- that went 18 left. 18 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about holding on to old, like, can't you just be rehashing old? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we talked about uh, uh, av- uh, avocado toast. Uh, Audra loves her avocado toast. I remember when you came over to my house, you like, avocado toast? What is that? I Guacamole? don't ever remember saying that because I <laughs> actually really <laughs> like did, avocado toast. Did. I don't, no, I never said, said that. What is that? Guacamole on bread? What? What is that? I, I might have said, I maybe I wasn't as sophisticated in as my evolved, <laughs> as evolved at the time. As sophisticated but now you are. in my, <laughs> I actually are really you, like avocado toast. Now, do you like cashew cheese? Have you tried that? I've never, that did not sound yummy to me. So I have not <laughs> had cashew cheese. I am not vegan. I'm going to eat regular cheese and drink regular milk and eat regular so eggs. Just dairy, from just regular gaseous. Chicken. And I'm dairy. Yeah, that's okay, it. Good. Just I'm, bloated I'm so and gaseous. Whatever. Yeah. I don't have any. I'm not listen, lactose intolerant, so I'm eating the real deal. Listen, I just tried the cashew cheese. I was like, let me try this. Because and, I was on the Whole30 and I'm not supposed to have dairy. And, for and it's incredible. Incredible. It tastes just like cheddar. You, I'm telling no, no, trust me on this one. It tastes just like cheddar. Try it. I want you to get it from your local market, whatever it is, vegan cheese. In particular, I, I won't give you the brand name because I'm not trying to hawk their wares unless they're paying us a couple of dollars. But, you know, I, I had a, I tried a beautiful uh, cashew Where's the cheese? cheese. You can't be promoting the cheese without the cheese. I can't be promoting on Bob's Brunch. Where's the cheese? You can't the cheese without no cheese. I ain't giving us no money. No, no, I ain't hawking their wares. But I think you should try it. I think, are, are you becoming a bit more adventurous no. With your food these days? No, no. I love how you're committed to being regular. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not like my sister who totally won't try anything, but um, I'm not interested in eating vegan cheese. Like, I'm just going to eat cheese. I'm fine. Well, first of all, I don't eat cheese that often anyway, but like, I'm definitely not making macaroni and cheese with that. But you got to try it first. That's the thing. You don't even try it. I. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, fine. That's I'll not try. True? It. I'll try. It. Okay, That's go, not okay, true. you'll try. It. But I'll, I'll try. So, it. But I uh, love avocado toast. Just for the record. Okay, great. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> so let the record be be clear. Uh, now I want to talk about cocktails. Okay, um, are you an espresso person when it comes to your drinks? Do you like that extra little zip, that little pick me up, a little espresso? Um, I I don't ever. Nope. I don't feel like I need that. But the drink. Um, 
look delicious. It tasted incredible. It looked delicious. It did. And again, I would try it. It did know? look good. Okay, now I want to ask you this because it, um, I'm just very interested in your thoughts about these these women and their impact as well, especially since we're centered on Women's History Month. Were there any moments that really stood out to you or any conversations that they they had that you thought, oh, I I take I tip my hat to that or I, I felt that way too? Yeah, um, you know, definitely when Audra and April as well were talking about insecurities, um, mm-hmm. you know, that they um, have had and Audra in particular talking about, you know, questioning at times questioning her worth, her value, you know, um, am I good enough? Is this enough? You know, that sort of thing. And that is always um, remarkable to me. And um, it resonates with me for a couple of reasons. One, as celebrities from, you know, people who are not in the industry like me, you know, you're looking through this lens that seems so sexy and amazing and this life of celebrity and, you know, money and travel and movies and TV. And, you know, you're just all over the place and you're in amazing clothes and, you know, your, your pictures everywhere and, you know, whatever it is. And people on the outside looking in feel like you all don't have a care in the world, right? How could you? Like your life is so amazing. And so it seems to be so amazing and so glamorous and all of you seem to be so secure in who you are and in your craft and in your life just in general. And that's not necessarily true. But taking it back to her, you know, she was just kind of making some of these comments. And, you know, we forget that we're all human beings. (laughs) The baseline is we're all human beings, right? We all have emotions and feelings, no matter what we do for a living or no matter how much money we make, you know, we cut the same, we bleed the same, you know, it's the same thing. And so um, that was just kind of something that resonated with me. And then, you know, I appreciated April's position, just really kind of being like the voice of reason saying, know your value, know your worth and not be afraid to, to, you know, express that and demand that. And, you know, when she was talking about, um, how she looks at her calendar daily and decides what she is going to put her energy into or what she is going to let use her energy. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. Like I'm doing that. Like for the rest of my life, you know, like I'm not going to do this today because it's not going to bring me joy. Right. Right. And I just thought that was amazing. I loved it. I think she needs to shout that she needs to do some sort of hashtag for that because I think that that is important. Hmm. To to do that and to to protect your energy and protect your space and that you know I just appreciated how she kind of said to Audra you know girl no we're not doing that like you know we're not yeah. going out like that we're not going to think about things in that way and I just thought that was you know again again a woman you know straightening the crown of another woman which was amazing mm. and important what a beautiful right? image and yeah. um so I I was. I was just loving that whole conversation um, between the two of them for sure. So, well, this touches on that, but I feel as we come and close to the, this podcast, I want to ask you: Where do you? I, I think that you're an incredible woman. You just are. Oh, thank and you, you. And you know, and you know, I do. And I want to know where do you find your reserves and your strength and your courage to do what you're doing? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
I honestly, that is the God's honest truth. I have no idea. Um, and, you know, I've been going through it lately with, you know, just so many life changes going on and my son getting ready to go to college and just, you know, getting nostalgic with him in this whole process. And, you know, I just ordered his yearbook and his cap and gown and we've been picking pictures for him to put in the yearbook. And, you know, I'm going all the way back to pictures when he was born and, you know, started school at three and four. And it was just been like up, you know, just kicking up all these emotions in me. And, and I think about, you know, before I was, um, you know, when I was practicing law before I left and started my own business, you know, how did I do it? How did I get him to school and get to work, which was 45 minutes away in 20 minutes <laughs> and then, you know, working all day and then getting home in the same way. I got a 45 minute drive and I only got 20 minutes to do it or else he's going to be the last kid picked up. And, you know, I don't know, Coleman. I honestly don't know. I just feel like I did what I had to do and I didn't think too much about it because if I did that, I might not have gotten it done, right? I just had to like pull up my boots and, you know, put on my helmet and go into warrior mode and just get it done. And um, so I, I don't know where I find the strength. I mean, of course, my mother was a strong woman, you know, but we all have our weaknesses. You know, even the strongest branch can break, has a breaking point. But um, I just but did I, it. I, but I, I, but I, I, I like what you... It, I just did it. Hmm. Well, that's something that I think... Uh... I admire you for, and I think that's one thing I know for sure my mother did as well. She was like, and I think it's about being in service to others. It's like, especially that's what I find women in particular are superheroes because, you know, the women bear the children as well. And just like saying like, I'm going to do whatever I can to make it happen. And because you're focused on the other, you know what I mean? So I think that that's why I admire, you know, wonderful, great women like you and like the women we've had on the show today. Yeah. And, um, and I think like you ask them, each of them, like, you know, what woman was an inspiration for them or, you know, who's yours, they could, you know, I can't, I'm not going to say it's one person. I, I'm honestly, I, and I thought about that when I was hearing the conversation and I think for me, it's single mothers, period. Mm-hmm. Right. Single mothers, yeah. because talking about being superheroes and wearing a cape, I mean, that's not a game. Like being a single parent is not a game, male or female. But, you know, obviously we're talking about women, so I'm going to focus on women. But being a single parent is no joke. And, um, you know, single mothers, mothers in general, I'm going to say, you know, get it done. And I posted something on my social media the other day where somebody was like, oh, you're just a mom. You're like, no, honey, I'm a the cook, the nanny, the housekeeper, the dog walker, the, the nurse, the psychologist, <laughs> the doctor. I'm all of these things. I'm the chauffeur. Like, you know, I'm the stylist. I'm the, you know, the person who uh, cooks, I, I'm everything. Right. And so we're not just a mom, like we're amazing and it's an amazing role. And, you know, then when you just in general, and then, you know, single moms just, or, or dads again, but we're focusing on women's day, <laughs> women's history. So <laughs> right. I, I will lean in that, but yeah. Um, so for me, it, it's moms and single moms, honestly, who inspire me, um, every day. So to all you single mothers out there, we admire you. We love you. We thank you. We tip our hats to you. We hold you up. Of, we hold, we you, hold up. you up. We, gotta, we have to hold you up because it's, Come on. it's hard, you know, and you need somebody to hold you up some days. So, um, so yeah, so it was a great 
you know, conversation for both women, um, both amazing women and, uh, have so much to offer and have offered so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was incredible. Wonderful. I think we'll end there. Thank you for joining me today, Stacey. My pleasure. I'm going to still so, work on my opening and closing. I'm going to work on I, those things. Please do. And I'm, and I'm going to work on not being um, <laughs> flustered and crazy and getting COVID oh, tests before just, uh, recording. Just give yourself like an extra 30 minutes or something. Get it together. I, th- I thought I did. It was one of those days. Just one of those days. All right, you guys. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Thank you so very much for being here with us for an extended bottomless brunch. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. And last Women's History Month, I had a brunch with my dear friends Kelly McCreary and Victoria Mahoney. Go check that out. I'll be back soon with new folks like Laverne Cox, Adam McKay, The Sheila E., and more. I can't wait for you to join me again. Presented by Zacapa Rum. With maturity comes perfection. Please drink responsibly. Ronza Kappa Rum, 40% alcohol by volume, imported by the Ronza Kappa Company, New York, New York.